Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, creator and founder behind Shared Teaching. And today we are listening to episode 58, Sight Word Centers. And of course, before we dive in, I want to talk for just a quick minute about rating and reviewing this podcast. So if you don't know already, the way podcasts get seen is by having more reviews. The more reviews tell the search engines that this is a good podcast that other people might want to listen to. So if you haven't taken a moment yet and you are not new around here, I would really appreciate you going to Apple Podcasts and rating and reviewing this episode. So now let's go ahead and talk about sightword centers. Why do you need them, especially with all the science of reading stuff happening now? Even though science of reading is not new per se, it's been around for a few years, we might be a little scared now to do sightword centers thinking it's not the right thing to do. But I'll tell you what, the right thing to do is always what's best for your students. And I feel like my students still can benefit from sight word centers. So I'm going to tell you my reasons for why I think you should have them just like I do. (laughs) Okay, so as we shift into forming our literacy blocks using the science of reading research, it can be really tempting to decide not to use sight word centers. And I feel that's a mistake. There's still a lot of benefits to using your sight word centers, which we're going to talk about today's episode. So first, sight words are words we recognize by sight, and they are not words we can't sound out or words we need to memorize. So it's really important when you're teaching sight words to your students that you don't tell them, hey, these are just words we need to memorize, and you just have to know them when you see them. That's partially true. We don't need them now to memorize all the sight words, right? Because so many of the sight words are decodable. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, when we returned from Christmas break, I was sitting down with some of my students and doing one-on-one sight word assessments, seeing what they could read. And after so, so many years of teaching and doing this sight word assessment, it kind of hit me all of a sudden, like, why do I care if they just read that quickly within three seconds and move on to the next word. I mean, really, if they could sound it out and decode it, was I okay with them in saying that they knew that sight word? And I decided this year, actually, which is really sad because I've been doing this a long time, I actually sat to my, said to myself, you know what? It's okay. They're sounding out that, but they're sounding it out in pieces. At... So I know that they know what the TH means, you know, like, and that was, I was okay. So 
you know, we don't want to teach them to memorize it, but we do want them to start learning those phonics patterns and recognizing those patterns, which we'll talk about a little bit more. So there is a really good article that I read on the Really Great Reading website, and they have a lot of science of reading things. If you haven't seen it yet, they also um, have a lot of articles on the heart words, maybe not a lot, but they have information on heart words and how to mark those in sight words. If you haven't gotten into that yet, I strongly suggest taking a look at that material. But anyway, they said that the key to decoding is to help students develop cognitive automaticity. Cognitive automaticity. I just love that phrase for some reason. So we want students to quickly recognize and read these sight words by recognizing the phonics patterns. And this should be our focus when teaching and practicing sight words, right? So it's not that whole just learn it as soon as you see it, you should know it kind of mentality like I used to have in my own classroom. And maybe to be honest, I still have a little bit of that now because it's so ingrained in how I've been teaching them for so many years that it's kind of hard to have that shift in my mindset. But I'm getting there. And after we think about how sight words are going to allow us to help build that decoding skills and recognizing the phonics patterns, sight words are also important for allowing practicing our skills that we've already taught. Okay, so if done right, all of your centers should allow students to practice skills you've already taught, right? Centers should never be new material, okay? I'm going to say that again. Centers should never be new material. If you're using the same material that you're teaching that week, So for example, this week in reading, I'm teaching my students author purpose. And if I was doing centers with students trying to figure out, like, read this passage, map up the author's purpose, match up, did I say math up? (laughs) Matching up the author's purpose, I would have a missed opportunity there of getting kids to go back over previously taught skills. Plus, they might not be confident enough in that skill of author's purpose to be able to do the center correctly. And that's when the behaviors happen. So we always want to make sure that we're doing a previously taught skill that they're confident in, that they can practice independently. If they're not independent on it, then we don't want to give it to them. Okay, that was just a little side note. So using previously taught skills also should include your sight word centers. So in my class, sight word centers or stations, whatever you want to call them, are words that my students have already been pre-assessed on and they need extra practice to learn. So they might have a few words on their list that they already know, but the majority of them should be ones that they don't quite know yet. And this is kind of a little bit different than pre-taught, I guess, because I'm not explicitly teaching them their new sight word list. I might go over it with them and read it to them so that they know what they say, and then it's up to them to keep practicing them. But I have taught a majority of the phonics patterns that you would see in their sight words. So I'm relying on that to help them as they study and practice. And then they also have partners, so that helps too. So there's always somebody that can ask if they get stuck. Okay, so I have found that a majority of the time, the words my students have trouble reading are also the ones that they have trouble spelling. Have you noticed that too? (laughs) 
It's always usually the same words, right? If they can't read there, T-H-E-I-R, in a sentence, then they probably can't spell it either, right? Because they just don't know that word well enough. So in the morning of my lessons, I do 10 to 15 minutes of explicit phonics on a specific phonics pattern. So for example, this week we're doing OO sounds, E-W and double O. And then the students also have word study groups that target a phonics skill that they are needing. So again, I've assessed them and I use words their way. I don't use the whole program though. I only use their spelling inventory because I just find all that cutting and sorting and the word pieces and the cards to be just too much for the time that I have allotted in my classroom. Sorry, words their way, people, but that's the honest truth. So I assess them using the words their way spelling inventory. And so the phonics skill that they are needing, maybe this this week we're teaching E-W-O-O, but maybe they're missing digraphs. And so in their word study group, they're working on digraphs because they're shown that they just didn't get it when they were previously taught it. Okay, so back to sight word centers. So I release my students to do their sight word centers and they're looking at their sight words to find phonics patterns they recognize. And they're also um, going to be spelling and reading with a partner and by themselves to gain fluency in these words. And so for this reason, I like to assess my students on both the reading and the spelling of sight words, because as I mentioned, usually if they don't get one, they don't also get the other one. And you can read more about what I'm talking about as um, I've written a post called Differentiate Spelling in Minutes for First and Second Graders. So that is on my website, shareteaching.com. And you can go there and read all about how exactly I differentiate spelling. Or you can give a listen to the podcast, which is episode number 32. And that will go through this process if you want to learn a little bit more about that. Okay, so the next reason you might need sight word centers is because they allow for differentiation, okay? Which for a while there, I kind of felt like differentiation was kind of a, you know, naughty word or something because it was thrown about so much. That was like that year's buzzword, right? Um, So (laughs) this year at Science of Reading last, I don't know how many years ago this was, I'm dating myself, but it was used to be differentiation. So differentiation does not have to be as difficult as my generation used to make it. It can actually be pretty easy. So one of the easiest things to differentiate, of course, is sight words. At least I think it is. I have sorted out the entire Dolch list into groups of five. And then I assess my entire class on 20 to 25 words at a time to find their personal level of difficulty. And then I assign them a list using my pretest as a guide. So I look through that pretest and I see where they got the majority of their words wrong. And if they, and I'm all about 100%, they, because they're sight words, right? So at second grade, I feel like there should be no excuses. You should know all these words 100%. Right. Um, Well, unless they have an IEP or another, you know, excuse that is very challenging for them to overcome. But most of my students, I have that expectation. I want them to know their sight words and I want to know them, all of them. So I look at their list and where they did not meet mastery is the list that they are on. 
and that is their center that they're practicing. So because I have several centers and I use these lists and they're color coded, right? I do colors of the rainbow, so red, orange, yellow, green, blue. They know, hey, I'm on list one and it's a red word, right? So they look at the red centers and that's the words that they are working on. That's the things that they're pulling to practice. So they can easily pull out what applies to them and work on those words that they need. And as they go through those words and they learn them, they're getting tested on them and then they get to throw them out. We have a big little ceremony, big little, <laughs> they have a little ceremony where they go to the trash can, they say goodbye to their old words and they get their new words, right? They, they really enjoy being able to like throw them away per se, because they don't need that paper copy anymore to rely on. Okay, so my sight word centers also have differentiation that's built into the type of activity they are completing. So some students are finding the sight words in context, so they're reading a sentence and they're finding where the sight words are in that sentence. Um, some of them, they are matching up what the word shapes look like with where they would find them in the sentence, so that's just an added um, extra help to find the word that is their sight word. And maybe they're also writing the words in a variety of ways. So they might be rainbow writing them, stamping them, you know, all those old word activities that we like to put in centers. I still find them, you know, oldies but goodies. And then maybe a different group is working on the Play-Doh mats. So they are not only building the word in Play-Doh, so they're really paying attention to like letter formation, what the phonics pattern is, but also then they are finding the words yet again in context by reading a sentence and then they're asked to write the sentence as well just for a little extra practice because I feel like second grade can go beyond just writing the word in Play-Doh. I want them to also be seeing the word, finding the word, writing the word. So they, they have multiple opportunities within one Play-Doh mat for practice. Another reason why I think you should use sight word centers is because they help with building fluency and automaticity. So the science of reading research agrees that a solid literacy framework should include what we used to call the big five, and we probably still do, comprehension, fluency, vocabulary, phonics, and phonemic awareness. So sight word centers can help with most of that, comprehension, fluency, vocabulary, and phonics. So the more sight words students gain with automaticity, the more they can concentrate on learning those new words. This is where sight word centers helps with comprehension and vocabulary. If students are spending a lot of time sounding out what we consider easy words, they might not have the capacity to learn content words or academic vocabulary because they're still struggling on sounding out those easy words, right? So over the many years I've been using sight word centers in my own classroom, I have noticed an increase in my students' fluency. Now, some of this can be attributed to the fact that I do repeated readings of passages, right? Fluency practice, homework that's fluency practice, but I believe that most of the improvement is still coming from students gaining confidence in their reading from knowing more sight words. And I see that when they come over and read with me. So I also believe, and my last reason, is that sight word centers increase confidence. So as I just mentioned, when students come over and read with me, I see their beaming smiles and their proud faces because they start recognizing their list of sight words in print. They're like, hey, I know 
that word. That's one of my words. And that's increasing that reading confidence. So if done correctly, students will also show an increase in recognizing phonics patterns and words. And this is the part that science of reading does not want us to leave out, that they really want us to focus on having students look and recognize for what they can decode in print. And if they're recognizing those 44 phonograms that we have, then that's going to make their world of reading open up so much faster than if we just have them sit there and memorize flashcards of sight words. Okay, so helping them sound out the unfamiliar words quickly and confidently is going to help them in recognizing those phonics patterns in words. And my end goal is for my students to have them grow as readers, and I feel that incorporating sight word centers in my daily routine really helps do this. Okay, so just to recap, the reason why we still need sight word centers, even with all the science of reading talk and wanting to be geared more towards what is best for our students, is that sight word centers can still help allow for practice of previously taught skills, especially those phonics skills that we are working so hard on building. They allow for differentiation of your students, so they're getting more of what they need at their levels. They're building fluency and automaticity of those phonics patterns, right? And they're starting to recognize those words, not just memorize them, but seeing them in print and recognizing the phonics patterns that they see within those sight words. And sight word centers, last but not least, and probably the most important is helping your readers and your new students gain confidence in themselves, especially as readers, because we all know how hard it is to be a struggling reader, or at least maybe we don't know personally, but we know in our classroom when we see those little struggling readers and they're in second grade and third grade and everyone is just, you know, way better than they are. Getting to know those lists of words, practicing them, learning those phonics patterns really helps make themselves feel proud about themselves. And that sometimes makes all the difference between how far they can achieve within the school year they're with you. Okay, so are you using sight word centers? And what was the favorite benefit that I listed today? I really hope you will leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and tell me the answer to that question, because I love to hear from listeners like you, and it helps me get more excited and put out more shows of things that you want to listen to. So if you ever have any suggestions for me, you can shoot me an email, susan at sharedteaching.com, or you can go to sharedteaching.com slash podcast, forward slash podcast, that is, and you can find a little Google form that you can fill out requesting a specific topic on a podcast episode. And even better, if you want to drop me a quick little video audio file of your question, and then I can pop it into a podcast, how fun would that be? And then I can answer your question while I am live recording. So I will see you next week for a new episode of the Share Teaching Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Okay, so sight word centers also increase confidence, and this is why you need sight word centers. As I mentioned, students that learn their sight words really gain confidence in reading. And maybe I didn't even mention that because I think I skipped a whole 